How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Like, the agent could have told you, but the player could have told you, too. Independent of whether the allegations are true, the player could have told you who was under investigation, and you could have made a decision that way. Uh, now, it's because you didn't know. Question is... Are you frustrated with them for putting you in this position? I understand why he didn't. <laughs> I don't. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 6-7 to the score. I understand why he did, too. Well. He wanted the money. I understand it, but I don't think I would have answered it that way. I would have said, I understand why he did it, and I'm very disappointed that he left that part out of the conversation. Yeah. And I hold myself responsible for not knowing more, but he should have told me something. That answer, I know why he did it, is the one that made me think that this guy's going to pitch for the White Sox this year. That answer. Right there, because exactly what you said. If if someone had taken you like that, you wouldn't be like, you'd be pretty peeved unless, yeah, well, it's just the beginning of our relationship. That's interesting now because I'll watch it, it, next it, it, time. it. I heard that, and thought, okay, Rick bought himself some time. I say the, the question is, so he's thinking about how yes. he's going to handle this. Yes. Then he took that pregnant pause. Yes. And then he answered it that way. I understand why he did it, which is not condoning what he did, which is leaving the impression that he wasn't thrilled about not knowing, which made me think that maybe it did leave a mark and maybe he won't be okay. coming out of this with it's once just, he can act, maybe he will. If you had a moment where you could go off on the guy, that was probably it. That was it. But you can't do that yet because if you have gone down this path very carefully – as the White Sox have chosen to do very, very carefully, then you're going to make every decision based on that choice. So I want to reserve at least a little bit of room here in, in, your, in trying to keep an open mind, in my open mind, that the White Sox are still going to end up doing something that at the end of this won't create this kind of furor. Maybe I'm wrong, and I probably... You know, I'm just saying that based on trying to interpret what we heard yesterday because they still can kind of extricate themselves from this. Yeah, we'll see. 312-644-6767. I, I just don't want to I, – it's I, all conjecture. It is. It is conjecture. And I just don't want to annoy myself more than I've I'm not, annoyed I'm not myself. trying to annoy you. You're not, I've already complimented no, no. you about how that hoodie compliments your eyes. Thank you, buddy. Yes, yeah. it makes my eyes pop. Um, I I am not saying that you're trying to annoy me. I'm saying 
this situation drives me kind of I batty, and I'm trying to just move along with it and not get ahead of it because that would really, really be um, a kind of Waterloo of sorts for me. Well, based on the volume of texts and calls we've gotten this morning, you're you're not alone. Yeah, I think people are tired. Jim's on the road. Hey, Jim. Hey, how are you guys? Good. 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 Hey, I had a question for you, and I just wanted to maybe get some clarification on something Bruce Levine said. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I don't want to put words in his mouth, so if I misget this, please correct me, but it sounded like he said that in the future teams are going to start asking players if they're currently under investigation by the MLB. And that kind of flummoxed me because every time I apply for a job, I have to click all these boxes on an online screener that says, you know, am I wanted for this? Am I wanted for that? Am I cr-? How is that not yet a question that they're asking? And, yeah, I just did I ever hear that right? You did hear that right, and I think that thanks, thanks for the phone call. There is a vetting process. I don't know how detailed it is. We don't know how specific the questions are. And Bruce, I think, was speculating that moving forward, absolutely, the next the negotiation they have with a free agent, that's going to be on the list of things to wonder and ask. I'm surprised that it didn't come up, frankly, to agree with you, Jim. I'm surprised that they didn't cover that ground, especially given anybody with a computer and Google.com could have figured out that, Mike Clevenger, not necessarily guilt by association, but his name came up in reference and in connection with the Trevor Bauer incident. So I would have been wondering exactly what your relationship was like and who the, the kind of company you keep. Well, I don't want to put words in anyone's mouth, but I believe that 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 the answer to that is you win a World Series when you get guys that are of questionable character. I think that's God. probably – Yeah, God help yeah, us. That, okay. I'm making a joke. Barry's on the road. Hey, Barry. Hi, guys. How are you? It's not okay. a good joke, Barry, but it- – You know, um, we're talking about a lot of uh, emotional things, a lot of values and stuff. But let's put that aside for a second. Think like Jerry Reinsdorf thinks. We know, we've known him for 40 years. He's a bottom-line guy. So, if they uh, if they just DFA him, they're on the hook for $12 bucks. Yeah. And they get a lot of um, goodwill. Yes. If they keep him, if they keep him, um, they keep the twelve million bucks. But you know, all it takes is a hundred thousand fans yes. not showing up, and you're going to lose uh, that twelve million, and right. you're going to get a ton of bad will. That's that's long term brand eroding as uh, TV contracts and radio contracts down the road. You're, Somewhere in the middle, they're, right. they're, maybe they're saying, "Hey, let's let's uh, let's wait till the suspension comes. We want to pay him." They're still going to get about ten million bucks worth of uh, bad will. So. What, what am I missing from the equation if I'm Jerry Reinsdorf and a bottom-line guy? And before you answer that, one last thing. Yeah. There's one thing, there's one thing uh, Rick Hahn can do. He can hire, he can hire an investigator for 50000 bucks for a couple of months worth of nosing around or a month worth. There's four women to talk to. There's the woman. There's her mother. Off the record, there's a Cleveland Indians management to talk to. Even aside from the specific allegations, if he's a guy who has a history of abuse and a history of illegal drug use, then they can confidently, in their own mind, get rid of them. Uh, Barry, uh, you know, great points all the way around. I, I believe, honestly, that that if this guy pitches for the White Sox, it's going to cost him more than $12 million in, in, in lost revenue from people going out. I've heard from so many people that are outraged about this one. 
And now there'll be a certain number of people that go out to, to yell at him, and then there'll be a certain amount of people that will go out to defend him because other people are yelling at him. But you're never gonna get you're never gonna you're never gonna capture the hearts and minds by running a guy like this out. It's there. hard to estimate the overall loss of yeah. uh, integrity. Yeah. Right. Or you talk about the the brand uh, being diminished. I I would answer this Barry answer your question about that specifically this way. We just went through two years of Tony Larusa. Jerry Reinsdorf was oblivious to that. He didn't see any damage being done there. So I don't know that automatically you're going to expect him to look at this and and have those kind of concerns. Maybe he does, but I, I think that gives him a little bit more credit than than he's earned at this point of his you know tenure. So I, I don't know about that. And it just is very frustrating. The the idea about a private investigator. I'm surprised they don't already have these kinds of things in place. I'm surprised they don't have a more, even though, Rick, it's, yep. it's, it's plausible deniability, yep. but I'm surprised they're not more aggressive in looking into some of these guys' backgrounds. Well, especially if you're investing that kind of cabbage. Especially that kind of cabbage and yep. that kind of company that well, Mike exactly. Clevenger was keeping. Look, Trevor Bauer, did not. he's not in the league right now for a reason. For a reason. He's toxic. Matt is in Lakeview. Hey, Matt. Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning, Matt. You know, one of the things listening to the presser yesterday that I was surprised about was the fact that the White Sox didn't have tighter controls over what they allowed or prevented Clevenger from saying about the allegations. You know, I understand when you bring a guy to camp, you have to trot him out there in front of the media. But typically when you're talking about an open investigation, there is this pre-scripted, canned, lawyer-vetted language that you have to stick to. And and you really shouldn't deviate that from one way or the other. Because in these situations where you have a public figure uh, with an accuser who doesn't have that public platform, it's it's very – it's a dangerous precedent where you allow Clevenger to deny the allegations and and proclaim his innocence. And typically the other side doesn't have that. They don't have that base, that platform. Uh, so I think that's really dangerous and really poorly handled by the White Sox. But but at the same token, good for Olivia to go on the air and, and kind of reclaim that narrative uh, and take that spotlight back from Clevenger because it's just uh, another example in my mind of something that was really poorly handled by the White Sox among several other decisions over the past handful of years. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Matt. Matt, that's a great point. That's a great point. And it also is part of the reason why I said earlier that I I have my doubts of whether he ever will represent the White Sox. I don't know how much they coached him because I don't know that they well, look at him as a long-term investment. Someone coached him. Someone coached him because he came out there and he, he had a long sleeve shirt on and he had his hair pulled back. He looked different than how I view his him. His people coached him. Okay. Someone, I'm just saying, his, someone. But, but they didn't. His people, him to his look, camp yeah. would say, you need to look respectable. Right. It was like you, a guy you going need, to court. You, you know need to I make mean? a better uh, impression, yeah. and you need to defend yourself. I don't know if the Sox would have recommended that he be as open I, addressing the specific he, allegations as he was. I thought he, the same thing, Matt. But, but he, he, did, he did say he couldn't talk about some of the stuff. I mean, he did, he did pick the questions he wanted to answer. He did that. He said he would be exonerated. Yes, he said that there was no truth to the allegations, and he wanted he to move on. He did say that, yes. And 
I he, thought that he said, was bold. The judgment. I thought that was bold because yeah. it, that puts the socks out there too. He's representing. That's again. That's the danger exactly. when you put somebody out there in your yes. uniform wearing your hat for your team. Now he was saying boldly that he was wrongly accused. He will be exonerated. All of the all the rhetoric that I don't know if I'm the White Sox PR guy, if I'm the the crisis manager at 35th and Shields, if I'm allowing him or encouraging him to be that bold in his denials. Let's try Bob. Bob's in Downers Grove. Hey, Bob. Hey, guys. How you doing? Mm-hmm. Good. I just want to say uh, I, I'm thoroughly confused and aggravated about this whole situation, but, Molly, I, I disagree with you that they're going to lose fans. You're going to have to show me the last time any sports organization lost fans because I, they had scumbags on their team. Yeah, I, like I'm, it I'm basing it on what people have said to me. And and I think, David, you would agree. You've gotten a lot of uh, emails and, and texts and stuff. I, the but I'm machine. just basing it. I'm not basing it on uh, on precedent. I'm basing it on the response that I've gotten from people and, frankly, the response we've gotten on the text screen as well. It's a lot, man. There's a lot of people that are really miffed about that. Well, and the other thing is, and this is the kind of the point I was trying to make earlier, and maybe a couple of textures reacted to it. It's not as if the White Sox look like a team that's going to win enough to, to bring people back so they ignore something like this. You know, that's, that's all part of this. Like it or not, the White Sox now have a fan base that has been alienated by some of these off-the-field moves. And they're not good enough on the field to make people forget about them. Well, you know, people. That shouldn't matter, but the, it does. The fan base, whether anyone wants to accept it or not, is already kind of alienated from the team because of the Tony La Russa tenure. Last two years was tough. And last year was really tough. Yep. And I think that, that coupled with this, that might be a bridge too far for a lot of people. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not calling on some kind of boy. I'm not leading. We're not some, asking to. Not at all. To uh, you know, mobilize the fan base. I got, I got base. friends that work over there, and I want them to do well. And I would like to see the White Sox. I'm, I, I grew and, up following the White Sox, and we're sick of talking about this stuff. And we don't want to talk about it's, this. It's ridiculous. I agree. It's, it's it's front and center. But it's but, the biggest story in town. But you the people that I'm it. hearing from, who are good good Sox fans, guys I grew up with, and friends of mine are really kind of peeved about the whole damn thing. And this is, again, this might be the tipping point for some people in terms of how they view this stuff. It's more expensive than ever to go to a baseball game. White Sox, Cubs, name your team. And you just are making decisions differently than maybe we used to make those decisions. You have more to do with your time. You have more to do with your money. And when you have a team like this that is so hard to like, that does that, that continues yeah. to do things like this. Yeah, I could see people turning away from the White Sox. It's not that hard to envision. Not at all. David is in per- Peru. Hey, David, let's sell Peru. Hey, you guys, you guys are great. But I'll tell you something. Where's Kenny Williams? When is he being held accountable? He's never in front of the cameras when things are tough. And Rick Hahn said something yesterday that. I wanted to just slap him. He talked about questionable characters on the 2005 team. Yeah, yeah. Are you comparing J- Bobby Jenks's drinking to this? I-, I can't say it on the radio. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, 
we we talked about that a little bit earlier, um, David, and um, and it was a misstep on on Rick's part. I think the 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 um, I think the response was meant to be about the things they knew about the player and the maturity level and et cetera. And I think he was being honest while saying that, you know, we had a guy on the 2005 team who, uh, who ha- had some maturity issues and we wouldn't have won the World Series without. So I think that's what he meant about the initial signing, not about the due diligence whether that was there or not, and certainly not about these accusations. Yeah, it was so unfortunate, though. It's, it was an unfortunate thing. It was unfortunate. Thing, but I, I think we should defend Rick on that one. I don't – I think if you listen to it, um, I don't think that's what he was trying to do. But you're I, right. I, I, was, I agree with that. I mean, that's fair, and I think yeah. that's giving him the benefit of the doubt in that case, and I think that's understandable. Right. At the same time, I do think it's interesting because I was surprised he went there knowing what he knows – Excuse me, and paying attention to social media to the degree that he does. He references Twitter all the time. So he's got to know when he makes an offhand comment like that and in a comparison, a loose comparison to the kind of concessions they made in the 2005 season to put the, the talent on that team and the, the trouble they find themselves in now, people are going to make that connection whether or not there's nuance or not. There's very rarely nuance with social media. So Rick should have known better. Psycho's in Westchester. Hey, Psycho. I'll make it real quick. Uh, the previous caller said he never seen anybody protesting. But when the Bulls had Quentin Daly in the 80s, yes. every time they gate three, there's people protesting that. Right. So if I were to Sox, just get rid of them, cut your ties, and that's it. I'll let you go, guys. Thanks, Love- Psycho. Yeah. Thanks, Psycho. Also, in a more recent example, you remember when the end of the Gar Foreman, John Paxson regime, there were Bulls fans, weren't they, on the uh, <laughs> protesting or chanting um, on the first take set yes, yes. when Zach Levine was a guest? And you see uh, different types of responses to negativity or to poor play or poor decision-making, whatever the case may be. I wouldn't dismiss that. I am, I am with you 100%, Molly. I think that both of us have encountered people who were fed up, and I think when you start to see how many people that actually represents, there could be there could be a downtick in terms of interest level and then by, by virtue of that, attendance. Q Daly was accused of rape at University of San Francisco, and they, I think they actually briefly uh, closed the program, shut it down over that whole thing, and – he had a disastrous first news conference in Chicago. And I remember, re, you know, seeing some of it, but the, it was reading the Sun-Times the next day. John Shillian yeah. had written a column. Famous and it, column. It was like the end of the column was something like, we shouldn't pity Quentin Daly because of his terrible response. We should hate him. Yep. We should hate him. That was written about a guy who had just been drafted by a team. I, I had never before or since read anything like that. Welcome to town, criminal. <laughs> oh my God. That was what it basically that was saying. Oh my God. Yeah. All right. We're gonna we're gonna shift gears. We're gonna get to so we'll get back to your calls if you want to hang on, but we're gonna shift gears and talk about the bulls. We're gonna bring in 
Darnell uh, Mayberry, and we're going to talk to him. Uh, His name came up yesterday, so we'll run that one by him as well. It's Molly and Ho on the score. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast old man winter here if i had it my way it would stay winter all year long short days wind chill black ice and a good polar vortex (laughs) heaven wait is it getting warm in here your cold snap is over old man winter spring has arrived Spring Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. 
Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Darnell Mayberry, who covers now the covers the Bulls for the Athletic, yeah, was our son was our Thunder beat writer in those days. Darnell's on deadline. We're sitting around waiting on Russell Westbrook. The Thunder had a couple of open chairs in the locker room. Darnell sits in one and is finishing up his story. And Westbrook's sitting there finishing getting dressed, and he looks across the room and yells, "Hey, Darnell, no sitting in that chair." So Darnell Mayberry gets up and sits down in the corner. Reggie Jackson takes his chair and rolls it over to Darnell Mayberry and says, sit in my chair, Darnell. Mully and Hall, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Delighted to talk to Darnell Mayberry. His ears must have been burning after hearing Barry Trammell's story yesterday. And he joins us now on The Score Hotline, brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, Home of the world's largest sports book. Darnell, good morning. How are you? Doing well, gentlemen. How are you? Well, you know, we talked to Barry yesterday because we were discussing this idea that if there's a buyout, uh, do you bring in a guy who is in, in the back end, but, you know, a guy that has had a pretty good career, a guy that will bring it every night, that will compete, and that's one of the issues that seems to be missing here with this Bulls team and the idea that Billy Donovan – uh, complemented the way that uh, the way that Russ kind of is ready to go and always ready to play. It, it almost served as an indictment on this team. Listening to that, what uh, what was your take? What is your take about him? And uh, and how do you feel about that possibility of reuniting with him? I mean, it can't hurt the Bulls at this point. You're right; they they look like a lifeless team. Uh, they come out. Uh, even when they come out strong like they did uh, at Indiana last night, they get a 24-point lead. And, and I even saw some people on social media kind of predicting that they were going to blow that 24-point oh. lead. And that's where it is at this point. It's become a predictable product. And it's not an indictment. I mean, uh, it doesn't seem like an indictment. It is an indictment, not because of Billy Donovan's words in, in describing Russell Westbrook, but because of this team's play on the floor. So, Darnell, why would Russell Westbrook want to come to the Bulls under these circumstances because they are so bad? And second to that, as Barry alluded to, you have a history. What would they be getting in his personality? Well, they are going to get someone who is fearless, who is uh, who has relentless energy um, and intensity, and few compete uh, harder than he does and, and just plays all out uh, dang there at all times. So, that's what the Bulls need, and that's my memories from Russell Westbrook. I mean, he is—he was an Iron Man when uh, when I covered him in Oklahoma City. He rarely missed a game before those knee surgeries began, and and he's getting back to that level of health and durability now. So, uh, which is impressive at what is he, 34 years old, something right. like that. So, uh, you know, I I think the Bulls could use him just from the intensity standpoint. Obviously, the fit on the court with his shooting and turnovers are a huge problem, and Billy Donovan addressed that with us this week. 
uh, talking about the fit, but what else are the Bulls going to do that can try to lift them out of where they are now? And, and apparently Adrian, Adrian Wojnarski has reported that the Bulls are the front runner uh, to, to land him and that he has been given permission to to talk to them by the Utah Jazz. So this might not be that far away. Um, John Wall's been mentioned. Uh, we know Patrick Beverly is from here. He's been mentioned. Just just this idea that they could use some help at the point guard position. And, and I got to tell you, I, I don't know who was responsible for it, but as I watched that game uh, kind of half asleep last night, their perimeter defense was so god-awful. I mean, I, Buddy Heald was knocking down shot after shot, wide open, absolutely wide open threes. Yeah, and, and that's not something that Russell Westbrook will help with. He's, he plays <laughs> his butt off, but not defensively at all times. But, and, uh, you know, that, that's where the frustrating, uh, one of the frustrating areas of Russell Westbrook's game will be if he steps on with this Bulls team. But, you know, a lot of people ask that same question of why would he be interested because the Bulls are so bad. I mean, Russell Westbrook, let's not forget, is a player who uh, has a a reputation for being a little bit of a stat patter who wants to play his way. Uh, and on this Bulls team with uh, in where they are in the standings relative to the Clippers and the Heat, you would think that <clears throat> the Bulls would offer him a lot more opportunity to come in and play his his style of play, his preferred style of play, and, and sort of his way, as opposed to being able having to fit in to a system in the Clippers where they've already got stars and, 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 a, play, and a team in place and plan in place, and, and the Heat where they have championship uh, aspirations. So, yeah, it would be nice if you're Russell Westbrook to land on one of those teams, but do those teams want to disrupt what they're doing, whereas the Bulls, you have familiarity with Billy Donovan. Let's not forget, Mo Cheeks was also an assistant coach down in Oklahoma City for Russ, with Russell Westbrook for years as well. So there's a lot of familiarity here, and I think he would come in knowing exactly what his role would be on the Bulls. And you're here. Maybe he'll give you his chair this time. <laughs> you know? so, I don't think I'm going to ask that in this case, gentlemen. So, so Darnell, 24 <laughs> games left, and I think you've been covering the NBA long enough to know that if the Bulls – aren't in the playoffs at the end of this season, contract extension or not, Billy Donovan's job status will be a point of discussion. I wonder, as you view this moving forward, if they, if this trend continues and they are on the outside looking in, whose job in the offseason is more tenuous? Is it Billy Donovan's or is AK at some point going to start to feel the, that pressure on his seat? I don't think we're going to see any pressure on anyone at the end of this season. I mean, they gave him an extension, Billy Donovan, for a reason. They love the approach that he brings, uh, his day-to-day consistency uh, and his demeanor <clears throat> and the way he delivers his message uh, and, and really just the, the professionalism that he's brought to this franchise, uh, even if the results aren't where they would like them to be. So I don't see any pressure on him. AK, uh, I definitely don't see any pressure on. So it's up to them to figure out how they're going to get out of this. And that was what, to me, was most disappointing at the trade deadline was that was an opportunity to pick a direction, either you're going to be the buyer that you said you were going to be. If you couldn't get that done, why not pivot and become a seller uh, and try to get something for, for the assets that you do have since it's not working now. And just to stay stay put, that just made no sense to me. And, uh, and it's going to put enormous pressure on them this summer. And, and, you know, you look at a guy like Vooch, he's out of contract, right? Does, that, right. does not moving him mean they're going to extend him? I, I don't know how to read it. 
I think they're going to try. The thing is, is does Vuce want to be here? And do they genuinely feel that he can help them get to where they want to go? We've talked ad nauseum about his defensive shortcomings. Uh, we've talked about his shooting um, um, inconsistencies uh, and just being left as, as a sort of forgotten man behind Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan at times. And so, uh, and now, not to mention, he's getting older and, and, you know, the lack of athleticism and shot blocking and, and the defensive ability, you just don't know if you can win with him at a high level. And so if it's an opportunity to get younger, more athletic and some, some defensive uh, presence inside, some shot blocking, I think you have to look at that this summer as opposed to automatically re-signing re Vucevic. So in the final 24 games, as the Bulls make this sort of desperate attempt to get back into the play-in or the playoffs, what do they need to do? What would you recommend? And is and is adding Russell Westbrook at the top of that list? You know, he would help. And we can look at all of his flaws, his loud deficiencies that we all know about. Uh, but the way that he competes, you will not see blown leads like you've seen five times this team has had a lead of at least 16 points wow. only to go on and lose the game. And so – that's a that's a trend, a troubling trend that you just never want to see, and and you just can't call them a, a legitimate playoff contender when you have that type of trend. So Russell Westbrook would obviously fix that. I actually like Patrick Beverly in terms of a fit more, but I think this Bulls team is going to probably go after the name. I mean, we've seen that with them with with Vucevic and DeRozan and Lonzo Ball. So what's to say that they're not going to do that same thing again this time? Well, you just mentioned Lonzo Ball. Um, I would imagine they've talked about over the All-Star break making a final decision. I can't imagine that decision will be anything other than to just say he's out for the year. Is that coming? How quickly does that come? And uh, and does – I mean, I, you know, I don't even know about his future in the game. I, I, he's a young lad, but goodness gracious. It, it doesn't sound good for this season, for sure. I'm um, not ready to say anything about his future, even though, you know, those questions are circling among the fan base already. The the thing is, he's nowhere close. I mean, he's not with the team. He's not on the court at practices, at shoot-arounds. He's, with 24 games left, there's no point. And uh, ruling him out at this point seems like only a formality. Yeah. Uh, I expect to hear it any day now uh, with this all-star break coming after tonight's game. Darnell, do you think it's a foregone conclusion that DeMar DeRozan is not going to play in the All-Star game? Or do, we, do we know any clarity there yet? You know, it's going to be interesting to see if he's able to play tonight. There was a rule uh, in the NBA a while for a while that if you didn't play in the, the last game before the All-Star break, you weren't eligible to play uh, in the game itself. Um, and so I don't know if that's still a rule, but if it is, I would expect to see DeMar DeRozan try to give it a go tonight. Um but, you know, they need to rest him uh, as much as they can, and this is an opportunity to do that with uh, another night off tonight potentially and going uh, into a week-long break. So uh, if they don't get him healthy, Javante Green, Derek Jones, I mean, they got a lot of injuries right now uh, that they need to get healthy. I mean, that's the biggest thing. If they, if they can get just those guys back, excluding Lonzo Ball, I mean, they have a chance to put some pressure on those teams in the six, seven, eight, nine range. But until they get healthy, I don't think they have a shot. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, I, I, I hope DeMar DeRozan doesn't play. In the, I, I think just from a selfish perspective, I, he seems to love those big yeah. moments and seems to love to be a part of it. But 
goodness gracious, you know, it, it is uh, – that's a that's a tough injury to have, and he's a guy that plays through everything. The very fact that he was out is disturbing, and and you worry that um, you know. Look, we know how good Milwaukee is, and the Bulls have had some good games against them, but it it seems like a fait accompli at this point that they're going into the All Star break on a six game losing streak because they're stepping up in class tonight, even if they're at home. Yeah, and Milwaukee remembers what the Bulls have done, and now that they are shorthanded, uh, potentially really shorthanded if they don't have DeRozan, right. uh, it's going to be tough. You need to see Zach Levine, I think, uh, step up in the fourth quarter. I mean, he played a, a really gr- great game last night until mm-hmm. it was winning time, and, and that's sort of been a trend for Levine this season. You want to see him really uh, step it up when, when the game matters and, and be able to take one and win it. Darnell, thanks a ton. Great catching up with you. Really appreciate your time. Good stuff. I appreciate it, guys. Have a great day. That's Darnell Mayberry from The Athletic. Good stuff. He's right about Zach last night. Took a really bad shot in the corner down the stretch, one of the final possessions that you could – and you could hear it in Stacey King's voice. It's just like disappointment. And I know nobody else is there. That's what I'm saying. There's no one else to shoot. But but move the ball. Trust your teammates. He he hit a few threes. He was doubled in the corner. He went up and he tried to make an impossible shot. Yeah, I, I mean, he made a couple of tough I know, moves. but whip the ball around, Caruso would have been open if you – I don't know. It yeah. was frustrating. Uh, no, I hear you. I hear you. The Bulls are a nightmare. But I, I just think they really don't have a lot of weaponry here. They need anybody to take a three sometimes. And to hear them after the game acknowledge the loss of composure. Oh, my God. Leading to a 75-point second half. Oh, goodness sakes. It's, yeah. it's more than just composure, but that's where it started. Yeah, they started so strong. I was kind of like, okay, here we go. And then you even texted that. I texted they, it to you. They, I did. they must have heard the. They must have heard the criticism. It was a, it was a must win game. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. They, heard, they knew that it was a must win statement game. That's why they lost it. It's Mully and Hodge, Chicago Sports Radio 6 7 of the score. I hope we just get a dome. I don't, I don't yeah. care if we're at Soldier Field. I don't care if we're in Arlington Heights. I, I, I hope we get a dome on that. Okay. So, yeah. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 the score. That's the voice of Justin Fields. He'd like a dome, and it looks like he's going to get one because the Bears have officially purchased the Arlington Park property, uh, 326 uh, acres for $197 million. Yeah, good news. Chump change for the building. Progress. Probably cost $2 billion, right? The next step, at least $2 billion. Minimum. That's a good start. $2 billion. We'll get you the infrastructure and the surroundings. Mm-hmm. What about the roof? You're going to put the roof on? That's going to be another billion. Yeah. I, it might I, be three I billion. Want the roof. I hey, want it's a, the It's a Chicago area construction project. If you if you say two billion, you really mean it's, three. It's about seven. And if yeah. you say 2026, you mean like 20 by 2028. Yeah. It'll take you till 2026 to pay off the inspectors. <laughs> exactly. Oh, stop it. Stop it. Now, by the way, Justin Fields wants to play in a dome. Okay, great. Well, you know, that's interesting because I said to Dustin yesterday as we were walking out, I was like, you know, wouldn't that have triggered you not that long ago? The idea, you know, Dustin, firm believer in nonsense like bear weather. And and Justin Fields said that, you know, even when you're trying to warm up, your core is cold. It's hard to get warm. Your hands are cold. You got to blow in your hands. He he didn't sound like he – he I as you no heard him say, that. he wants – but I asked I, Dustin because yeah. he – Tends I, I to have that sort of uh, bear weather mentality. Yeah, bear weather, yeah, the smash mouth old mentality. fashioned that yes. kind of 
things yes. that aren't necessarily rooted in reality he, any longer. Dustin wants the ice bowl uh, every game. Although Dustin did have an interesting comment to the whole idea of Justin Fields playing in a dome. You know where you know what he team wants, does play he, in a dome? He wants him traded to the, the Atlanta Falcons. Falcons. Yeah. yeah. They play in the dome. And then that triggered you and, and because so, you're so tired of well, hearing the trade. Uh, yes. I'm no, t- no, I didn't say I wanted him to trade him. I said that's a possibility if, if, if it's a real because thing. Because of the dome. Because of the dome. It makes sense. And yeah. suppo- according to See, one of the – It doesn't make sense. Okay. It doesn't make sense. I'll turn my mic off like you no, told no, me to do during, I, yeah. during, during, during the last the break, segment. When we were during the break, the break you told me to talking, turn my mic off. And he's, he's on talk back, and David told him to turn his mic off. <laughs> Well, We're not David, even David just won over the hearts yeah. of the all the textures. No, yeah. dump, dump them, dump them, dump them. I'm just saying, <laughs> I did not want to have that conversation, which we are now having, about uh, Justin Fields getting traded to a team that really wants him, and, uh, and now well, he's going to be able to. Look, the Bears should not trade Justin Fields. The Bears are not going to trade Justin Fields. If they are going to trade Justin Fields, I think it's a mistake. And you keep hearing every day about a new guy weighing in about how they should trade Justin Fields. I think now the latest was Todd McShay saying on ESPN that you know he if if he were the Bears he'd draft Bryce Young, which would mean trading Justin Fields. Why? Why is that a better idea? Because he's he's Mini Mahomes. Okay. Bryce Young. Okay. Mini Is Mahomes. He? Do I you just, believe I, that? I, um, Do you a, believe that? I had heard a smaller version of, so I renamed him now, Mini Mahomes. I'm all for the Bears maybe fanning those flames privately and, and yep. whispering in whatever analyst's ear that he is a Mini Mahomes, so every team should be motivated and compelled to give up a small fortune and a king's ransom to move up to number one overall. David, but I, I believe that Justin Fields is the guy that you have to I, build around. I, I Here's my problem right now. You are fed up with all these trade rumors. We are, it is February what? The 16th? Is it, uh, where Where are we? The we're, 16th. It's late, yeah. late February. Okay, yeah. my point I, I is, know. Know. we're going to hear like more ridiculous trade rumors in the next couple months <sighs> than you can even wrap your head around. A, it's just going to be a nightmare. It's going to be lots of exercise. So, so let's have fun with it. I'm going to have fun with it. You're right. Yeah. I, I, need, I, need, I need an attitude adjustment here. I, I I need to I need it's the White Sox thing. No, it's that, not having that's, a great night's no, sleep. You yeah, know, it's just no. a combination of things. It's Thursday. I know, I know. With a Bulls game, Bulls I mean, really puts you in a bad mood. So yeah, I I promise and vow to take all of these trade rumors a little bit more seriously than I did this morning, and I I promise not to be triggered by Dustin for at least the next hour and ten minutes. Yeah, when you want him to turn his mic off when we're off the air, that's. Uh... <laughs> That that reveals far too much about your relationship with the guy that maybe you want out there. <laughs> I didn't put it out there. He did. You you both did. No, well, he mentioned it, and then I left and was, told the story. Some things have to be kept secret. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> no, that's okay. I, I understand why this is happening and, and why the conversation is fascinating for some people to consider. And I know, and I understand that even the, the camp that doesn't believe in Justin Fields necessarily. But I, I don't know that – Trading him at this stage, it buys you hope because of the uncertainty and potential, but I think you have better job security if you invest in Justin Fields and build around him. Yeah, I I would agree with that. But, you know, the one thing that Colin Cowherd said that I thought yesterday, and he said some more stuff, I think, no, two days ago, 
we played it yesterday, but he said some other stuff yesterday. And the bottom line is he's right about one thing, that if Justin Fields doesn't pop next year, then his trade value is gone. No doubt like about right that. Right now we may have some trade value, um, but I, I still think you want to see what you have and you want to uh, you know, take advantage of the guy that is in the building that you've been trying to uh, coach up and, and give him an offseason and give him some weapons and protect him. That might be a nice thing to do. You know, the the uh, Patrick Mahomes thing, you know, the takeaway is, wow, what a great player and what a legacy. Also, they protected him. He got hurt, and they all got together and made sure that he didn't get hurt worse. They protected him, even in the Super Bowl, especially in the Super yep. Bowl against the defense that had been taking names all year long. Yep, they did that. and uh... Protect them. Protect I, Justin Fields. Didn't Peter King say that the Bears would be idiots if they traded Justin Fields? Yeah. So I like I like those kind of yeah. you know reactions okay. and analysis because that's that's a that is an opinion you agree with. <laughs> okay, yeah, it's yeah. something I agree with. I like it. I like that. All right, we're going to uh, we're going to expand the football conversation. We're going to talk to Dave Tobe, the special teams coordinator for the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs. We'll do that next. It's Molly and Ha on the score. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.